Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. We are glad you are here today. Hope you're doing well. Hope life is treating you good. And uh, as we start to wrap up 2017, I hope you've had a great year and uh, making big plans for 2018. Hey, today we got another great episode for you. Before we get to that, let me remind you, if you haven't already, we would love for you to stop by and check out myspeakerfee.com. Now you're like, Grant, what is myspeakerfee.com? I'm glad you asked. It is basically a, a free calculator that helps you figure out how much you should charge as a speaker. This is a question we get all the time. And so one of the things we try to do is to take all the different variables and factors and things that that you have to consider as a speaker when figuring up how much you should charge. And we've tried to put that into a calculator. So literally, you just go through, you answer a couple questions about a specific event that you may be speaking at, and it'll spit back a number at you as what you might be able to charge. And it's just a ballpark. It's a gauge and a guide. So don't take it as as like, this is the actual number I have to charge for everything. No, just use it as a guide and as a gauge for figuring out how much you should charge as a speaker. But definitely check it out. It's totally free calculator over at myspeakerfee.com. Now let's get to today's guest. Today we are talking with my friend Lindsay Castleman. Now Lindsay is an event planner. She's worked with a lot of different big events and a lot of different speakers. So she's got a lot of experience of of what she is looking for, what she's experienced in working with speakers. So today we talk through what she looks for on a speaker's website and and a speaker's demo video on their social media profiles to determine if you're a good fit. Some things that you got to be aware of there. We talk about why being a speaker that is easy to work with makes a massive, massive difference for the event planner. We'll talk about why having a clear topic with clear outcomes for the audience makes it easier for event planners to hire you. And then finally, we discuss how to email and follow up with event planners without being annoying. So a lot of great stuff that we get into today with Lindsay. So make sure you lock in, that you're dialed in, and that you are, uh, you're, you're fully focused, you're fully present for this conversation. So let's get right into it. Here we go with uh, Miss Lindsay Castleman. Enjoy. What's up, my friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hey, today we are joined by Lindsay Castleman, who has had a lot of experience on the event side, but also on the speaking side. And so excited to have her hanging out with us today. Ms. Castleman, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Grant. I'm glad to be here. Honored to have you here. So why don't you give us a quick snapshot of what your speaking business is like today and kind of what you do with speakers in the events industry? Sounds good. Well, it it originally started out uh, working at Lifeway on their events team. And so worked with events like with Beth Moore, Priscilla Shire, and kind of close to my heart were the marriage conference events that, that Lifeway did. And so especially with marriage conference events, I would help just really vet the speakers, especially the breakout leaders, help them with their content, just with the overall event experience. Then moved into really had a heart for 
just what Natalie Grant was doing with human trafficking. So just said, Hey, I have event experience. Can I put on a fundraising event for you? And not, well, not her specifically, but for what she was doing to help fight human trafficking. And she said, yes, that would be great. So did that just volunteer work on the side and then moved over into, did more, some more events for Natalie as well, like her women's dare to be event, and then moved over into Dave Ramsey, just really helping him and, and being on the team and looking again at overall event experience and moved even more specifically into the vetting speakers, just hosting them at the events. And really I would go in and propose what speakers would we love to have for the event? And then that rolled into in January, I just started to do my own thing. So I've been working on some events for speakers like Amy Porterfield. This past weekend, we just did an event for Exhale Women and just really open to whatever God starts to bring my way. So that's nice. That's probably like way longer than a snapshot, but hopefully that gives you an idea. And it's helpful to hear because there's not a lot of people who have a lot of experience on both sides, meaning that they have worked with speakers, but then they have also hired speakers. And so you've got a unique perspective on both of those. So I'm curious then, it sounds like a lot of what you've done has been vetting speakers, reviewing speakers, looking at speakers. And that's one of the big challenges for speakers in general is they are trying to differentiate themselves from the hundreds, thousands, millions of other speaker options that exist. So let's kind of talk through that. So in your roles, when you are, you're working on an event and you're looking for a speaker, what are some things that, that you be like, how do you even begin your search to find someone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of going back to the whole like Simon Sinek, we start with why, why are we doing the event? Mm -hmm. Why, why would people even come to this event? And so we will put on what we want for them to experience. Like, what do we want for them to walk away with? And then from there, we start to look at, so if it's a marriage event, what do we want them to walk away with? Is it for crisis, you know, couples in crisis, or is it for, we just want for couples to have a date night and to have fun. So then what we'll do is we'll start to look for who are people that are well known in that area? Who are people that have the same belief systems that we do? Especially for, let's say like Dave Ramsey. And I worked a lot with this event called the business boutique event. Mm -hmm. We wanted women to walk away learning how to make money doing what they love. So they need to walk away with practical skills to do that. So then we had to look for people who would do that. But then I would also look at their Facebook, their Instagram, their, I mean, just everything to see, does anything that they say on there, is it out of line with what we believe? Is it out of line with what we teach? So really, I would encourage speakers to, if they want to speak, to have this niche so that when we're going out to look for you, we know exactly what you would bring to the table. Cause that's what I'm not looking necessarily for the person I'm looking more for. What will they actually share with our audience? And we're big on, and every event I've worked on has been big on not only inspiration, but application. That's a big thing that just the audience continually says back to us is we want to know not only why is it important for you to, to tell us what we need to do differently, Mm -hmm. but how the how is just as important. So we look for that too. Do you have that? How are you just going to leave them 
with more questions. Gotcha. One of the things that you mentioned is you're, you start by looking for speakers who potentially are well-known. And obviously, this mm-hmm. is going to depend on the pond that you're playing in, so to speak, but it also depends on your budget. So you right. know, if you if you have a $100,000 budget to hire you know, five speakers, mm-hmm. you can find some pretty well-known people. But if you've yes. got a, a $10,000 budget to hire five speakers, it becomes a little bit different. So right. when you're looking for someone that is well-known in a space, mm-hmm. how do you quantify that as someone who is well-known and like how important is that like having some type of name recognition in that space in order to to be hired it really honestly it depends because of the event in the sense that you sometimes you need that anchor name Mm -hmm. just to add legitimacy to the event to say oh they're on the event that feels legitimate but even for like going back to the business boutique event it was endorsed by dave but the speakers were not as well known so we did need to get some anchors that were in just the business world yeah these were people that women were already looking to to give them business advice so we needed to kind of try to bring those people in so that way we could get our message to their tribe. They could get their message to our tribe in both ways. But then going on with the business boutique event, it goes all the way to, I had a woman who has never spoken on stage before, but I just loved her. I loved her spirit. I loved her attitude. When I talked with her on the phone, she knew her stuff and she was very, like she was intimately familiar with our audience. So I knew she would not be like, you know, a wild card that would go in there and say, Hey, everyone to start your business, you need to take out $50,000 in loans, you know, which is an, is a no, no for a Dave Ramsey event. So she knew our audience so well, it wasn't a cold where I had to educate her. She was already familiar. And so I was like, I'll take a chance on you. And she was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So whenever you are looking at potential speakers in terms of like what they could bring to the event, what they might even be able to talk about, are you looking for someone who is more of a generalist? So thinking about like the business boutique event, you know, this mm-hmm. is someone who can speak on starting a business and they can speak on accounting and they can speak on customer service and sales and leadership and da, 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 da. Or are you saying, no, 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 we just need someone who like, they are the go-to person on on sales. And that's all we care about. So what are you kind of looking for in terms of of topics that they could cover, at least in terms of like the, are you looking for something that's more broad or more specific in terms of what they could speak on? Yeah, definitely. For something like the business boutique, it was specific. So I specifically brought in someone who was just in taxes and accounting. I specifically brought in someone social media, specifically brought in someone for branding so that one, you could have different voices and not hear the same voice the whole time. But then also because they were the expert in that thing. And so that was so, so helpful for the bigger events. Like let's say it's the entree leadership summit or something. just something that's bigger than that. We would look more for just people that could deliver a dynamic message to business leaders, but it didn't have to niche down as much as a business boutique. It just really depends on the event too and what the audience wants. But from someone that is, especially if you're new and if you're starting out, the more that you can tell me that you can speak in this area and you have this topic in this area and exactly what I would get from your talk, that would be helpful. That's helpful as well. And for me to 
have a speaker reel or a video or something where that's what I would, I would look for first. Are you not crazy? You know, (laughs) like, are you normal? Let me look at all your social, anything I can see social. Then I would start to look at all of your videos that I could find anywhere that I could find videos, whether it's interviews to just see like, as you're talking, do I feel comfortable with you? Yeah. Would I want to approach you? Would you have that vibe that would fit in with the rest of our speakers or do you not? So yeah. a video has been so helpful as well. I hope that answers your question. No, it totally does. And I want to come back and I want to talk about the, the video piece more in a second. One thing that you mentioned yeah. though, is that when you're talking with potential speakers, that it's helpful that they give you something specific that they could speak on. And it yes. makes it easier for you to decide whether or not they are a fit versus some speakers who would say, what do you want me to speak about? It's like, that just sure. doesn't work, you know? So sure. the more specific that they can be on, Hey, I can, I absolutely know I can help your audience with social media. Here's mm-hmm. how I can help them. Here's what the outcome is going to be here's the takeaways that they're going to have uh, mm-hmm. and what they're going to walk away with. Why is that so much simpler for you as a as an event planner in any context to mm-hmm. decide on that versus someone who's, who would ask you, you know, what do you need? What do you want me to speak on? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and truly for me, it tells me if you already know your thing, like if you're comfortable with your thing, you know your thing, then I'm going to start to look at you more as the expert on that thing. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, it's hard to believe that people can be experts on all the things. Right. So I need to know like that if I hire you, like you are the expert on that thing. So whether it's you up on stage or you at a booth and one of our attendees comes to speak with you, like you're going to know all about, you know what you're talking about. Oh, 100%. And that you're not, they're not going, Oh wait, who is this again? Right. You know, did he just watch or did she just watch a TED talk and is now trying to speak on it? So just really going, I need to believe that you're the expert on this thing. And so be the expert on this thing. So one of the things that you mentioned was the importance of videos, of website, of social media. So you come to someone's website. What are some of the the things that you're looking for, both positive and negative, that help you Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, this is a good fit, at least like to the point that I want to take the next step and I want to continue going down this rabbit trail versus ones that you're just like, I can immediately tell like this is not going to work. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're wanting to speak in the business realm, like please, for the love of all that is good, like have a good business website, like have your website look presentable, look professional, because I'm going to want to hire you to talk in front of a lot of professionals. So if you email me out of the blue, call me out of the blue, and then I go to your website and it looks like you use angel fire or whatever that, <laughs> what is it like that 90 right, 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 right. hosting site? I'm just going, no, no, a thousand times. No. Right. So, and it really, it really does depend because with a marriage event, I'm not going to be as harsh on, on judging, you know, your website immediately, but I am going to try to look for, like, I'll try to look for who else has hired you. Do you have any other speaking engagements listed on your calendar? And, and that will go to video, social media, those types of things, because that's where you get a sense of who they are. And it really should be a great representation of who they are as a speaker, as a brand um, that should really that should really shine there. Right. So tell me more about the video. So whenever you come to a mm-hmm. you, you find a, a demo video, a highlight video, a, a sizzle reel of some form. Um, yeah. What are you looking for in that? How long does that need to be? What do you want to see in that mm-hmm. video? Mm-hmm. 
I will probably give it about 10 minutes maximum. I just don't have time. Well, and 10 is even way longer than what I would suggest. Yeah, typically I tell speakers, like, keep it under three to four. Yes. Yes, I, that is that is great. I was trying to think like, what is the longest I've ever given a video? And <laughs> I yeah. think it has been 10 minutes, but that's it's a rare occasion. But it is like I will watch. I'll watch the reel. Uh, you know, if, if there is a reel, that's great. A highlight reel. It's nice to see that you have people laughing or interacting. If you're going to show a highlight, like it's best to show someone smiling as you're talking and not just sitting there deadpan. But it's also that I want to hear some meat of what you might be delivering. So it's not, I don't want to just hear your credentials. I want to hear what are you talking about? What's that thing that they can deliver that our audience would hear on the, you know, just on the reel, like just want to hear what you have to say. And I'll look for, I mean, this is just complete transparency, Grant, but I'll look for like, is your voice annoying to me? It's horrible. Like I was like debating whether to say that or not, but would it annoy me if it took, if you were on stage for that long? Right, right. Um, Judgmental, if you have a PowerPoint up and it's like, a whole bunch of stuff crammed into one PowerPoint that doesn't feel like that's a good presentation. This might, I'm very judgmental. So this is probably why I was good at what I do in this, but would just take, and I would honestly just get this sense of would I want to hang out with you? Yeah. And so if I'm kind of looking and going, ah, like you seem kind of stuffy or you seem kind of pretentious. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think I'd want to hang out with you. That's another factor of just what I want to have lunch with you. Do you seem like you know what you're talking about, that you care about your audience and that it's not about lifting you up, but right. it's about the message that you feel like you've been given and you're supposed to deliver it to an audience. And do you care about that audience or do you care about you and your accolades? So, right. right. So it sounds like there's a lot that goes into it that it's more Mm -hmm. than just this person's a great speaker or they're not, although Mm -hmm. that is definitely a factor of how they do Mm -hmm. at just presenting the material, but just the vibe that you get from them. So I'm curious, like how important then is it the quality of the video, meaning that Mm -hmm. you can get some really well done well shot video from an iPhone today, right? Okay. Or you can spend tens of thousands of dollars and have this super fancy, ridiculous, you know, camera setup. So like how right. important is it for you on that standpoint? Cause is it, is it similar to like the website of like, okay, this looks like this was done professionally and it looks sharp mm-hmm. or this looks like this was thrown together by their third grade nephew. Therefore right. I'm, right. <laughs> if their site sucks, I assume that they suck as a speaker. What, like, what like, are you kind of looking at? Yeah. What are you kind of looking at yeah. from the quality standpoint when it comes to video? Yeah, well, video, I would say that it's somewhere in between in the sense that it's not like you don't want it to look like your third grade nephew shot the video. Right. But if you've got, I mean, right now there there are there's so many apps that you can download to eat, to, like you were saying, put on your iPhone and even make those great videos yeah. that it doesn't need to be that super expensive thing, especially if, you know, if you don't, have that great message or if you don't have if you don't have that care for your audience or that kind of that I don't know what you would call it maybe it's that warmth or authenticity or even that just kind of confidence of knowing that 
this is a message that's yours. This is a message you're an expert in. Yeah. Like those kind of things is are basically what we would look for. And I feel like they can come across in your iPhone. Right. You know, if, right. if you have that that nice app, maybe you can have someone edit it for you. But no, it it didn't need to be that super wonderful, fantastic video. It just needed to say, can I get your personality? Can I get a sense of who you are? And that's what, but, but if it was like, oh, let testing, you know, let me, you're not even editing it. (laughs) Then I do. I mean, truthfully, then I am like, no, like if that's what you're going to present is, is just, you, you can edit it, just edit it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't take much. Just do it with excellence. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you mentioned a website, you mentioned demo video. Let's talk about uh, social media. That was another one that you said you kind of dig into and look into. Are there any specific that you get the big ones of YouTube, Twitter, Facebook? Are there other ones that you're looking into? And then once you're, once you're on someone's profile, what are you looking at? Are you looking for Mm -hmm. not just what they've posted, but are you like, how important is it? The number of followers or fans or likes or whatever that they've got? What, What are you kind of looking for there? Yeah, followers and fans are important in that sense of to just say other people actually care about what you have to say as well. Yeah. So that's important to us. And then also to see what kind of interaction does that look like. I would go back just because of the companies that I've worked for. There are definite values that we have. And so to look through to see what values are you posting on there. There are some that, I mean, they're, they're straight neutral. You know, yeah. I searched and searched and searched right. and they are straight neutral. They know what it's about. And then there are some <laughs> where they will put on their disbelief or that belief. Yeah. And yeah. and while I say that's wonderful, if that's what if that's yeah. where you want to go. Now if you're trying to get into the business world and speak in in the business circuit, I would probably lean away from posting your own personal beliefs on there. So that's what we looked for. Is there anything that would denote like our audiences are not about curse words. They're just not. So I would look through, how do you express yourself? Can you Mm -hmm. express yourself without cursing or using the F word all the time? Or like, how do you do that? And so, so that's what I would look for. Do your values, they don't have to line up, but just that they're not drastically different Or it's not something that if our audience went to go look you up because they saw that you were on our roster for an event, that they wouldn't look you up and then and then email us and say, why in the world are they on there? They don't line up with what you have to say. So, yeah, so it, it was really honestly, that was one of the first things that I did look at was your social. Um, What are you doing? What are you talking about? What are your values? So, yeah, cool. I like it. Okay, let me ask you this then. So, Let's say you're putting on an event and you mm-hmm. you're clear on what the why of the event and mm-hmm. kind of what what you're looking for in terms of a speaker and then you mm-hmm. kind of know what some of your next steps are. The challenge from a speaker perspective is I put up a website, I put up a demo video, and now I just hope when you begin that search that you magically stumble across me. If mm-hmm. I know that you're putting on an event, are mm-hmm. there ways that that would be good for a speaker to get in front of an event planner and a decision mm-hmm. maker without it being like spammy, annoying? Like what's the best way to go about that of getting on an event planner's radar without being annoying? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think through there. The one speaker that I got just basically her reaching out to me was she had actually attended one of our events 
and said, I love the event. It was so great. Here's what I could offer. Here's what I have to say. If you ever find a need and we just so happened in that moment, we did have a need for that. So I was just like, oh my goodness, she already knows these women. Mm -hmm. She knows who we are so much that she came to an event. I'm going to reach out to her. And she was the one I kind of took that chance on and she was great. So that is good. Sending an email to me, making sure that if you have a logo, you know, like put your logo on your email, send an email to me in complete sentences, check your spelling, check your grammar. It sounds silly, but I'm with you. I totally agree with you. Yep. How many I've gotten where I'm like, no, (laughs) because if if that's the level that you're going to send me an email, then that's the level you're going to show up at the event. If I email you and say, I've got your info. Thank you so much. Don't keep calling me. Just email me if you've done another cool thing. Like, hey, just want to let you know, like, was featured in this article. You know, you might be interested or if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Or even I've had people just kind of send, whether they're speakers that were chosen or speakers that we were talking to, even just send a thank you gift for having a conversation with them. Nothing extravagant, just some like a card or something like that, that just shows that extra mile of I'm professional. Thank you for your time. You know, working with me is going to be an ease and a breeze. Like just those types of things are really helpful. So sending an email is great. Attaching your highlight reel to that, letting me know why you're growing, how you're growing. And even if you see an event that you feel like I could be a great fit for that, that's totally wonderful as well. And then just knowing, I mean, that's the big thing is that I'm always impressed with people that know our events and it's not just another, like, I'm not just another email. It's like, no, I see this event. I believe in this event and I see how it can really impact people. Well, and on that note, like if you got a bunch of emails from a bunch of potential speakers who are reaching out cold, can mm-hmm. you tell the difference between one that was sent to specifically you for a specific event versus one that, okay, clearly this was copy and pasted to a hundred other events and I just happened to be one of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or clearly they just want to meet Dave Ramsey or they just want to meet Beth Moore or they, you know, just clearly they just want to meet this one person and hopefully have their picture taken with them. Like, yes, there is that, that sense of like, I've been a fan of for so long to where you go, Oh, it feels like you're doing this to really help catapult your career from this platform versus this message is so life changing. And this is how it's changed me. Or this is how I feel like I can really help with the attendees, because we're always looking for how can we help the lives of those that come to our events? We're not that interested in how can we bolster your career? Yeah. So, right. The other thing that you, you, you touched on earlier was in that initial reach out process of sending an email where you're, you're checking your spelling, you're checking your grandma. It's silly that we have to even point these (laughs) things out. Right. But just like those basic things, but then following up and, you know, if you say, hey, circle back with me in two months, that they're actually circle back with you, doing some type of thank you card, uh, just like little, little, little things Mm -hmm. sets really the tone of if you were to hire me, this is what the experience is like. So I'm curious then from an event planner standpoint, how 
like which which would you rather have? Would you rather have a speaker who is great to work with and is solid, like not like holy cow that was amazing on stage, but solid, or a speaker who's like holy cow that was amazing but a pain in the butt to work with? Mm. Would do you have a preference? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, I have a preference. I don't want any. If there's someone that is a diva or someone that is just, they don't follow through with what they've promised or when they show up, they're not a team player. Because honestly, like the moment that you step into the arena, step into the church, step into whatever the event is, even before that, honestly, whoever's driving you to the event, to like, Usually they're volunteers. I mean, you're interacting with our attendees. You're interacting with our people, our tribe. And so like every interaction speaks to who we are because we've invited you as our guest. And so that's the big thing of we want for you. And that's why I keep saying I need to try to figure out is this so that is this speaking about you or is it about this gift you feel like you're able to give these attendees and like, it's so important to you. You're bursting because you love these people so much. Like you want to help people find freedom or find whatever they're looking for with that message that you're bringing. And so if that's really and truly your spirit, then it feels like we're going to feel that from the moment that you hit the door, that this is not about you it's about others. And that's big. I mean, we love servant leadership, like yeah. servant leaders are what we're looking for. And so my preference is that I would rather have someone that is that team player that lets me know all their needs ahead of time and doesn't spring them on me a week ahead of, you know, a week before. Just great with communication. We talk about expectations up front so they know everything they're getting into. They let us know everything we're getting into. That, like, just having that type of speaker, we go, we want to invite you back. We want to invite you back. We want to invite you back. Now, if you do bomb on stage and we love you off stage, we will not bring you back. We will say we do love you. Let's just work on your craft. But I also say we have had some that we've invited back and have had those conversations of they were difficult to work with, but man, the audience loved them. Yeah. And that's few and far between, right. but we have done it. There are certainly diva speakers that exist in the world or those that mm-hmm. think it's, it is all about them. Um, yeah. But I think that, like you said, most speakers, it's not that they're divas. They're just sloppy. They're unorganized. They're not mm-hmm. detail-oriented. I just want to speak. I just want to show up and do my thing. And so I forget about all those little details that yeah. if I'm dropping the ball, it has a massive trickle-down effect to the event planner. And so the more proactive that speakers can be in making the event planner's job easier, and right. I always just joke about it and just say, like, if you are okay on stage, but you do a great job off stage and just making mm-hmm. the life of the event planner simpler and smoother mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. great to work with, it makes a yes. massive difference in them wanting to work with you and refer you and tell others about you in the long term versus that you, you know, you just, you're again, an organizer sloppy or just drop the ball on things that, eh, that don't matter, but they make a huge, yeah. huge difference in the scheme of things. Oh, 100%. I mean, and to, to make us shine, <laughs> the event planners shine in front of our, <laughs> our employers, you know, that's, yep. that's what that does. You know, you show up, you're a professional, and then they say, hey, good find, Lindsay. 
you know, hey, good, fine, so-and-so. And And then you're like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Instead of when they show, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying like that, it seems so simple, but it's so so true Mm -hmm. that it's important for speakers to remember that when you are hired, you are hired there as a representative of not only the, the company or the organization, but of the one individual who put their name on the line, who put their yes. reputation within the company on the line. Yes. Because if, if you show up and you do a great job, you make that person look like the hero. But if yes. you don't, they look yes. horrible to their boss, to their coworkers and colleagues. And it's a horrible spot to put oh, a decision yeah. maker in. So you really... Yes. you. Yes, you want to show up and do a great job as a speaker, but part of what you are hired to do is make that one person or that committee or the group of people mm-hmm. look really, really good to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because when when you are that one that shows up that doesn't know the audience, that even though we've had multiple phone conversations, <laughs> didn't take notes, this is just another thing, you yeah. know, that you've got to do. It is. I mean, I remember that feeling. It is like a a mix between your stomach sinking, you know, way far down and a punch in the gut. You know, yeah. it's just that feeling of going, Oh Lord, I'm going to get it. You know, like, <laughs> Oh no, Oh no. Oh no. Like, can we just erase this one moment from everybody's minds? Um, <laughs> and you can't, you can't, you know, you right. just have to say, I'm sorry. It was a miss and they won't be invited back. And yeah know that as well. But yeah, anything that you can do. I mean, I was just, granted, it feels like, because my husband's in the music business industry. So this is how he is whenever we go to a concert where he's like, oh, the sound, oh, that, you know, he's just always Mm -hmm. listening with that ear. For me, when I go to an event and I went to an event just as an attendee last week, earlier last week, and uh, there were speakers that got up there They didn't know who was going first or who was going second. Their PowerPoint didn't match their handouts. Uh, Their PowerPoint had like 30 lines, mm, you know, in one slide and nobody can read it. And, And then they would say kind of the thing that I hate so much at the end where they go, oh, it looks like I didn't have enough time to cover all that I was supposed to. And I'm going, do you not like... You have a timer on your phone, you know, go at home before you get there and practice this talk. So, you know, like I doubt the time changed between (laughs) last week and now of how long you've had to speak, you know, like for the love, like practice, practice, practice. So that when you show up, it's seamless. It makes sense. You're giving that balance between inspiration and application and people walk away saying, not only do I know why I need to do this, but now I know at least the first step or the how or the next step in order to do the thing that you're asking me to do. Because that's, I mean, at this conference, we would all leave and be like, what was that? <laughs> what just <laughs> happened? What? Why was that an hour of my life? So, it yeah. It seems like the keys to being a professional speaker, if we can just sum this all up, is to <laughs> be professional Yes. But to be a grown-up, it seems like those two <laughs> things go a long, long way in differentiating yourself from other speakers. Right, right. If you think you can wing it, you can't. Yeah. Like, we're just going to say that. You cannot wing it. Like, yeah. practice, practice. Take that extra time to make something look just that much better. Right. And, um, and just know, like, you're representing yourself. You're representing the company that hired you, the person that hired you. I mean, you being up there is a representation. It's a representation of your message. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm a believer. And so if it's a conference where I'm working 
where it's a faith-based conference, like you're representing God. I mean, it's just like there, there's so many things to think about. And it's not to add pressure to say, don't do it. But it's just to say, if you are going to go and do the thing, like do the thing well. Yeah. Yeah. Do it with excellence. Yes. Very good. Well, Miss Castleman, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to hang out with us, share some of your wisdom and insight. Lindsay, if people want to find out more about you, what you're up to, where can we go? You can go right now to, like, if you just want to email me, because I do events, but I do events only for people I like. <laughs> and that, is that horrible to say? Like, I only do events for people that I like, so I don't have a website. I just, it's for, it's honestly, if I want to spend my time on it, then I will. Yeah. So just email me at lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at castlemanevents.com. Beautiful. Very cool. And listen, I will tell uh, everyone listening on behalf of Lindsay, don't stalk her to be a part of her events. All right. Pay attention to what she just said. All right. There you go. There, so, you can tr- send me gifts. That's okay. <laughs> start, start the gifts coming though. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Grant. All right, there you go, my friends. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, that's episode 159 with Lindsay Castleman. Thanks for the time, Lindsay, and thanks for sharing your wisdom and expertise. Hey, as always, if you haven't already, make sure that you uh, you subscribe to the podcast. We'd love it if you left us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, share it with a friend. Tell someone else, like, hey, check out this podcast. I've been listening to this for a little while, and it's been helping me in my speaking business. Share it with other people. That We, we really appreciate that, and that definitely helps out the show. All right. I think that wraps up today's episode. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.